Hi guys and welcome to the Image Junkies podcast, the show for news and documentary filmmakers. My name's Christian Parkinson. In today's show, it's a little bit different. I, I've done it in the form of a sort of audio diary. So during a recent trip to Sudan, I tried to keep little audio notes as I went, just to give a flavor of what it's like working in some sometimes difficult environments, to give you an idea of what it's like traveling through the airport, what it's like on the ground, that sort of thing. So hopefully some of you will find this interesting. So without further ado, let's begin. Okay, so it's Thursday, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'm busy packing and preparing for tomorrow's trip to Sudan. I'm flying to Khartoum. So what I'm doing at the minute, I'm in my garage, I've got all my kit here, I'm laying everything out. I've just tested my radio mics, just wanted to play with the attenuation a little bit, just because I wasn't totally happy before, a tiny hiss which I was having to get rid of in the edit. But I think it seems a bit cleaner now, and it works nicely with the butt plug, as I always call it. You know the um, the little cube transmitter that can go into a stick mic. So they're all working nicely together. So I'm happy with that. I've tested the BGAN, which for those of you who don't work in news or who don't know what that is, it's like a little mini satellite dish. I've got here a Cobham Explorer, um, which can stream very, very fast internet. Well, relatively, not fast really for what we're used to at home, but you know what I mean. If you're in the middle of nowhere, it's not too bad. Camera batteries are all on charge, and now I've got to just do the hard part of finding out how to pack everything, best way to get everything in. I've got radio kit, I've got like a Glen sound, which is for mixing radio, all sorts of stuff. So let's see if I can get it all into su two suitcases, fingers crossed. So other things that I'm having to think about are paperwork. Have I got all my documents? Note, I don't yet have my visa. It's allegedly being collected this afternoon. Let's keep our fingers crossed. I've got my kit list, which I'm about to print out. Um, I'm backing up all my current files that I'm working on so that I've got a copy back here in, in South Africa should, heaven forbid, my laptop get broken or my hard drive that I'm editing from at the minute get lost or broken. So hopefully I'll have backups of everything. So that's another thing I'm thinking about. And that's about it, but there's always a million and one things. So it's quarter to five in the morning and I've just been picked up and I'm in a car on the way to the airport. Oh, it was a long night. I've got a small baby and he kept crying, kept waking me up. So that's, you know, one of those things you don't really think about when you're preparing for a deployment is lack of sleep before you've even started. But anyway, that's the reality. That's life. The hardest thing for me is always leaving the kids. I always sort of sneak into the room and give them a little kiss on the head before I go. So in terms of packing, I managed to get it down into four cases in the end two big suitcases a hold all and a very small pelly about the size of a briefcase it's not perfect I would have liked to have packed smaller but with radio commitments and everything else that's the best we could do on another note uh, I'm now deploying without a producer which means I'm going to have to essentially produce the correspondent which isn't again perfect but um, that's the reality of the the job that we do so I'll try and make the best of that just means I'll have more work to do which could get stressful okay so it's now half past six and I'm finally through security at the airport nothing exceptional in terms of hassle today at OR Tambo but just the usual I had to queue up weighing my bags bags obviously overweight uh, not by too much by 20 kilos so then you go you queue up and pay I was with Ethiopian Airlines that's a hassle. For some reason, paying at airports seems to take forever for excess baggage. I'm not sure why. But anyway, go back again to the same counter. 
check the bags through and then security was pretty quick this morning so now I've just got time for a quick cup of coffee before a flight to Addis and then a connection to Khartoum. So my only real concerns at the minute beyond the obvious, you know, flight cancellations and so on, is what's the customs situation going to be like in Khartoum? I've heard very conflicting reports. One colleague said, no, it's fine, you just get there, show them a kit list, give them $500, they clear you, job's a good one. And another colleague said, no, no, at all costs, don't do that, just try and walk through. So let's see, I'm going to have to play that by ear. Good morning. morning, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Okay, so we're boarding and it's about on time. Seems to be all right. Okay, so it's 8 p.m. and I've finally just left the airport at Khartoum. It's boiling hot, we're in the car park. Um, and surprise, surprise, we had hassle at customs, had some kit taken off me and a load of paperwork given to me, which I'm assured once I've got my press accreditation I can go and collect, so let's see. Um, amazingly, they didn't seem particularly interested in my little cameras, which is um, a good reason for being a VJ rather than a proper cameraman, um, but they did take my Began and my Glensound Kubi, which is uh, for radio, mixing radio. Um, so actually I was fairly pleased with that I've got all my camera kit on me and my personal stuff so I can have a shower and a change of clothes tonight okay so it's half past ten and I'm finally lying in bed in my air conditioned room at the Acropol Hotel so after I finally got through customs we managed to go out for some dinner had a good bit of fish uh, fish wok seems to be the um, fish restaurant of choice around here very good, highly recommend it and then let's see what tomorrow brings. It's a weekend, so I'm not sure how busy it will be. But um, as I'm both pro producing and shooting and editing, I suspect I'll be fe fielding a lot of calls, if nothing else. So let's see. Okay, so it's Sunday afternoon, which is basically Monday here in Sudan. And we've come to a press conference for General Hemeti, who's the second in command of the uh, military council. All of the traditional leaders are here in their white robes, and it's exciting, it's good pictures, they're dancing, they're cheering. This guy could potentially be the next president, depending on what happens. We're here very late, because we didn't even know about this press conference until we went to the Ministry of Information, where we got told off for us to coverage from last week, which uh, I wasn't part of, but it's kind of the job to tell the real story here, but anyway. They told us about this press conference, so we thought we'll go and see what's going on. I've had to run to the front, no tripod, and I'm just trying to get what I can. Sometimes that's the reality. We don't have much time to set up, but I'm happy. I think we've got something. So can you just tell me the name of the song? Um, you could say, you know, this, this song is X, and it's all about Y. So, what, hold on, it's going to record. This song is called Angura. Angura in Arabic means light it up. So I'm here now filming with some young rappers in this small studio on top of their apartment building. Well, in fact, can we switch that one off as well? Thanks. I know it would be hot, but it would just be for like no, no, five minutes. These guys were part of the sitting and one of their friends was shot. 
quite a dark, dingy room, so I've got a couple of small panel lights I'm using to try and give it some atmosphere and make it look slightly better. And I'm mainly using my A6500 because it's just better in low light, and it is low light in here. For the interview, I've put my 50mm 1.8 Prime on. Okay, so I'm just editing my film about the young rappers. You can see where I've rushed. It's okay, it's not going to win an award, although it's not terrible, I'm able to edit it. My lighting's not great. Panel lights don't really give you the atmosphere that you want, but it's still better than the fluorescent lighting that was in there, which I switched off. I think if I could do this shoot again, I'd just slow everything down, take more time, and not worry about the fact that it's late. Okay, so I'm back at the airport. It's 20 to 10 in the morning, and I'm trying to retrieve my Began and Radio Kubi. Keep your fingers crossed, we've already been here nearly an hour. Um, still no sign of movement. We were told we rescued the kit from being put in the warehouse, which is from where it never returns. So we, we were lucky on timing. And now we're waiting for someone from the ministry to come and help retrieve the gear. I'm sure there'll be money involved and lots of paperwork. So I'm here with our fixer, and he's got advice for any cameraman who wants to come to Sudan in the future. What would you advise people do? All right, well, first of all, you need to um, notify the ministry um, so that you've got the right documents. And That's the Ministry of Information. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah, Ministry of Information. Uh, so you've got the right documents and more importantly the Ministry of Information will send someone to receive you at the airport and that person will go through uh, customs with you to show that um, the equipment are needed and that you've got authorization to have the equipment. Um, now once uh, that's done you can go str out straight away and you won't go have to go through the hustle that we're having to go through at the moment. Uh, if you do have someone who's already in Sudan, you can get them to do the credentials for you in advance. And that way, as soon as you hit the ground, you hit the ground running. Brilliant. And um, I'm guessing that someone might be a very talented fixer like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so rather exasperated, but now back from the airport, which turned out to be a huge waste of time. Turns out Begans are not allowed into Sudan. And if they find them, they will not give them back to you until you leave. So the Began and the Kubi are now left at the airport. Luckily, I think we can get by without them. We do have some internet at the hotel, which allows us to file. It means we can't do any lives, but uh, you know, that's the breaks, that's life. So I've spent most of my time here in Khartoum, driving around in the back of a four x four. It's, uh, it's quite tiring. Um, but you know with this job often that's what it involves a lot of driving around a lot of chasing leads a lot of looking at locations that don't come off frankly my back's getting sore okay so it's now 5 a.m. on Thursday morning I've been traveling for six days now wide awake because of the heat so we're going to just do a little bit of reading and relaxing. Sometimes this is part of the job, is knowing how to kill time. Because frankly, so far this trip, although it's been interesting, hasn't been that exciting or that busy. We've done two features, which I think shows you that the news angle is slow for now. I don't know about you, but when I stay in a hotel for too long, I begin to hate it. I hate the food here. I hate the dark, dingy rooms. 
I hate the unsmiling staff. The Acropole has this amazing reputation, but frankly, it's very underwhelming. If you come to Khartoum, the only reason to stay in the Acropole is if you want to be around other journalists, which frankly, for me, isn't really a priority. Okay, so it's Friday, we've been here a week. Yesterday, we attended an anti-government demonstration. They're happening again, but very low level. There was probably a hundred people. They made a bit of noise, they walked around their neighborhood. As observers, we were wary in case uh, the authorities arrived, the RSF militia, who were the guys who have been aggressively patrolling the streets. There has been a slight change in atmospherics. A crew from a well-known American news network were intimidated into leaving last night, or at least that's how it seemed to me. I didn't hear the full conversation what happened, but uh, I think the gist of it was that they'd done a live using a BGAN and they weren't meant to have the BGAN. And I think whatever was said to them was of a sufficiently serious nature that they decided to leave. So I think the security services here, known as NIS or NES, I can't remember which, are definitely flexing their muscles again and feeling confident to come out and start taking control. Okay, so after a long journey, I'm now back in South Africa. It was a 10-day trip to Sudan. And the only other thing of note to point out was getting our began back was a real problem. So if you ever go to Sudan and have kit impounded, just be aware getting it back takes a long time, a lot of schmoozing. Uh, you do get it back eventually, uh, but you need a good fixer. Don't just go there on your own and think you can sort it all out because you won't. So yeah, finally we got it back and uh, got home. So glad to be home. Interesting trip, glad I went, not in a rush to go back. So if you found today's podcast interesting, guys, please do leave a review, tweet the link, just share it with friends, anyone you know who works in this industry, please do share it. Because I really want to sort of spread this knowledge that often is really hard to come by. You know, for example, it can be hard to know who to ask a lot of this stuff, you know, traveling with kit, customs, how to shoot different things, dealing with hostile environments. So if you work in this business, please do share the links to this podcast. Tweet me at Image Junkies with an I-E-S. You can follow me on Instagram, and I'm happily, happily willing to take questions on any of those platforms. All right, guys, take care. Speak to you soon.